Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hewler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Steeler Nation Radio. Good afternoon. How we doing? Confused. Well, that's good. Wesley Euler might have combined two intros there. <laughs> I'm so jacked up. I did the wrong intro for the second hour, and then I swerved right into it. I didn't stop and acknowledge my break. I just swerved into the skin, baby. So how we doing? I mean, good? Playoffs? Victory? Victory! I love your consistency, bro. This is the first time. We, we making this a thing now, man. I like Dude, that. I have been messing up yeah, the second hour, right? You know what it is now? now? I'm thinking about it too much. It's because it's Fox Sports Pittsburgh all of a it's sudden, the, we man. Got different, we on, got bro. different a different call tag yeah. here. We got playoffs. We got this intro and that mm-hmm. intro, and I'm just a mess. I love it. I love it. But you handle it so well. It used to be a time that you start freaking out, man. Okay, so now you just like relax. You just lean into it. You know this. Our loyal listeners know this. I grew up... Uh, Musical household, right? My father plays in the Pittsburgh Symphony. No, no, no. Not just any symphony. The Pittsburgh Symphony. No, 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 no. You know, they 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 award winners. Can you can you can you can you give them Grammys? Can you two two Grammys on my on my pop's CV? So 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 who did your dad play for? Can we just the Grammy award winning Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra? Thank you. Yeah. You can for find them on title. Too, you can I find mean, them on title. You can pull up all their concerts. Pops is uh, Pops is retiring in twenty twenty four. Trust me, so I, I was I was listening to your you pops. Better, you better you better get do, out do, there. During the holidays, wanna... I was bumping yeah. your pops. They had the title on title. They had the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra's version of the Nutcracker, the full album. Ooh, yeah, absolutely. Come on, bro. I'm gonna see if they have that on Apple. You music know, as well. I'm into my string music, oh, I know baby. It. I know it, Mr. Yeah. Bach. I literally went from Pooh Shiesty and Yo Gotti to Yo Pops. Yeah, that's how I went, I man. I will never forget as long as I live. When last year we didn't do that this year, we didn't we look did back. Not. We didn't uh-uh. look back at our music uh, reviews this yep. year. But Arthur Motes' top artist was Future. Yep. Hip hop slash rapper future. Mm-hmm. It was like that, man. His second most listened yep. to at that time. It should have been Pusha. Was, was Bach, and then Pusha T was in or that maybe top. Pusha yeah, T was he was in that top in there, and then Bach was it. The yeah. juxtaposition yeah. was hilarious. Had, you know how we roll. This is what we do. From a modern day rapper to a guy who was born like two hundred years before we were. But either way, they both trapping in the same industry, man. The, the duality. You feel me? Of Arthur Motes. They giving out heat, heat, bars, fire, flames, fuego. Motsi, how should I feel about the defense? You know, I'm excited on one hand that we're getting some reinforcements to the secondary. I am uh, scared. I'll be very honest with you. On the calm, concerned, worried, panic scale, I'm like worried and a half. 
about the absence of T.J. Watt, the most impactful defensive player in the National Football League. See, that's how I like this. Everybody does the best thing, but I think best can be subjective. What's not subjective is your impact. The most impactful defensive player in the National Football League, mm-hmm. Trent Jordan Watt. So how should I feel about this defense against uh, – it's it's the balance of right, and we'll talk about more, more about this later in the week, I'm sure. But we know the Steelers are at their best when they're forcing turnovers on defense, mm. when they're creating that splash, right, and taking care of the football. Right. The Buffalo Bills are an offense that has firepower, that has talent, that has all-pro caliber players on it, future Hall of Fame caliber players on it. Yeah. But they also got a penchant for turning over that football. That's a big X factor in the game to me. I feel like that tilts less in the Steelers' way, obviously, without TJ out there. Um. Yes. A big perpetrator of the splash for yeah. Pittsburgh. I mean, we talk about TJ. TJ is trying to win his second Defense Player of the Year award. So, yeah, if he's not out there, it definitely hurts you. But what Chris Carter was talking about in terms of the depth at that position, well, yeah, we do feel good about the Marcus Goldens, the Nick Herbigs, and the Alex Highsmiths. You know, it is a little bit different. Um, in terms of the back end, you are getting some pieces back, and that is good. At the same time, that Bills offense is going to stress this defense out a lot. But in terms of how to feel about this defense, man, feel confident. And why not? Have they given you any reason to not feel confident? This is not the first time they've had injuries this season. This is not the first time that they've went into matchups where it's a lot of all pros and pro bowls on the other side of the field. This is not the first time that they faced the all-world quarterback. Now, granted, they haven't faced a quarterback like this this season. No, they have not. That's a good point. But at the same time, it's like, man, I believe in Coach T. He's a dude that's going to have this team prepared to go. He's very familiar with defending against Josh Allen. It's not his first time or second time playing against Josh Allen. He's played him against him multiple times, and he's played him Buffalo multiple times. So you trust in Coach T. You trust in the slow bleed. When you defend the Bills, the slow bleed. Now, the slow bleed is, you know, hopefully James Cook doesn't terrorize. But that's the game you play. Now, granted, we got to see what our inside linebackers are going to look like in terms of that matchup, but you got to stay too high. The slow bleed. The teams were, you know, at times the Bills had struggled. And this is obviously before this last stretch because they are hot. We think we're hot three in a row. They're coming off a five in a row. And the one that kept them from being six in a row was a loss in overtime where it's a horse collar tackling. The game should be over to make it six in a row. So they're confident, man. They feel good. But that's the one thing I will say, man, for uh, for the Steelers group. Man. They done found ways to win each and every week. This defense has gotten better in terms of understanding how to operate with cover three, how to disguise it, and ultimately how to create and capitalize on turnovers. So, shoot. You go in there with that same game plan. You go in there and say we're going to slow bleed, make them execute, make them snap the ball. If they win, cool. But make them have to go out there and earn it. What you don't want to happen is the last time we're up there, you give up a 99-yard pass. Oh, yeah, no doubt. It blew the game open, did it not? and with how the Steelers want to play. Listen, I think they are more – I would feel better about the Steelers um, playing from behind now than I would at any other point in the season. But regardless, you don't want – You're built to run the football. That. Yeah, you don't. We are dealing with that offense picking up momentum early And that's the thing that I'm talking about. They are a momentum pendulum swinging type offense. When they get going, good luck. You're not stopping them. They're like a train. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. And we obviously know they go as their quarterback goes. If he decides, you know, he doesn't want to be overly aggressive, it's going to be a long day for us. If he decides that he wants to be super aggressive, 
then we got a, a legitimate opportunity to go up there and do what we're supposed to do. But it really just falls on to that. I mean, it's no different than we had been. We knew how it was when we had been. Man, if Ben's there, we was like, bro, if he upright and he ain't tripping, good luck. That's how they feel. That's how they feel right now. But for us, we already know. Defense wins championships, right? We playing hot. We create turnovers. Let's go. That's the way we do it. Control that clock. Run that ball. Make them play. Make them have to tackle. Because a lot of teams, this is the league as a whole right now, the dilemma is, do you stay too high shell, cover two, cover four, cover six, protecting against the deep pass, and you playing nickel defense and now you're trying to stop the run? Or do you bring that safety into the box, cover three, cover one, and now you got to have your corners and safety on the outside hold up by themselves? Right, right. That's the difference, right? Sure. One's a lot better versus the run because you got that eighth defender in the box, the safety. Sure. But you're a little lighter against the pass. The other ones, you're better against the pass, but you're a little lighter against the run. That's going to be the dilemma. When the Bills have had their most success, it's when they've been able to run that ball consistently versus two high shell and ultimately make defenses. And hit, hit deep shots. Uh-huh. And that. when them defenses have to come down, they hit that shot. Now they got you. Now they're, yeah, I can't go. I can't choose which way to attack this team. And then they make it where you can't really play man because of the quarterback's ability to run. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You were able to get it done in some crappy weather. In Baltimore, it might be same church, different pew in Buffalo. It's not going to be biblical Buffalo proportions like we've seen at times in the past. Like I know that you lived through. <laughs> you told me I can't get my car out of the driveway. That's real, man. It is Coach, real. Coach, how am I supposed to make it to practice when I can't get my car out of the driveway? No excuses. Cut your eyelids off and find a way to get there. Arthur Motes had to buy a second beater of a hoopty of a car nah, just to drive in the snowstorms. It gets real. It gets real, real. Sunday afternoon, January 14th in Buffalo, the weather right now, and this obviously has plenty of time to change, but as of now, cloudy with snow showers, high oh, of 22 it was degrees. with a chance of meatballs. Dang on. Now, this is the real kicker, maybe with a chance of buffalo wings. <gasps> Tasty. Or beef on weck. Or garbage plates. Is that just, that's just a that's Rochester. Rochester. That's Rochester. Yeah, that's Rochester. Um... Cloudy with snow showers, high of 22 degrees, winds 15 to 25 miles an hour, 50% chance of snow, one to three inches expected. So, again, that's not Sounds beautiful. That's not terrible weather. That sounds beautiful. But that ain't ideal conditions. That is, that's beautiful conditions, man. As well, it's beautiful conditions for the Steelers to do what they did last week, throw the ball 20 times, run, 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 win a low-scoring game. That's what I like. But we don't win low scoring. We we score points over here now, man. Don't don't you hold uh, us back. How many points did we score yesterday? Don't you or hold Saturday? Us, don't you hold us back more than the other team? Yeah, right, but 17. That's more than think that's yeah. more than our average. And that's going to be Uh, oh, now nah, it's funny. Uh. So you mean to tell me three games in a row with Mason Rudolph we scored more than our average? Oh, even in the monsoon. This Mason this Mason catch just unstoppable, isn't he? <laughs> It was just this 17 Mason Rudolph line is just unstoppable. Man, I, I remember it was a time with just 17 points. We would have been excited to get to the 17 mark. Man, it was a time we was only getting 13s around here. Jeez. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Hey, 17 might be enough to get it done this Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon. Mm-hmm. Thank the good Lord above that it's the Sunday 1 o'clock game. Can I be honest oh, with you? Oh, man. Let me hear it. So, I had a group 
chat last night with Missy Matthews, sideline reporter, Steelers.com. Ian's no Missy. Mm-hmm. Alec Balenciaga, who's one of the Steelers video guys. And our... Any relation to uh, the other Balenciagas? He got them Balenciaga <laughs> denims on. <laughs> just checking. If he was, he better not be working for the Steelers. He better be like know. in Milan doing something. I'm just saying. You never know. On Fashion Week or something. Um, and our talented producer, Mr. Dan Quinlan, mm-hmm. here at iHeartRadio. And we're, we're talking back and forth at the end of that game, like Buffalo, Kansas City, where would you rather go, da-da-da-da-da. So, of course, I looked at the weather reports for both cities. Kansas City, folks, is like in free – I don't even know what the right term is, but it is supposed to be single-digit temperatures all weekend in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. They have a high of 11 degrees next weekend in Kansas City. 11-11, make a wish. Yeah. Saturday night at that 8 o'clock kickoff, it's supposed to be 2 degrees outside. Like, one, two, buckle my shoe. Mm, mm, mm. That's it. Like, Taylor Swift will be there. She says, I don't know about you. I'm feeling 22. She's saying, I don't know about you, but the weather is two. Mm, mm, mm. It'd be like that. So I was like, guys, actually, don't look now, but we would probably rather go to Buffalo. When has anybody ever said Buffalo's actually the better weather option in mid-January? That's always the better weather option. But I think it is compared to Kansas City this weekend where it is going to be a balmy two. Degrees outside. Besides, the optics look better when it's cold at night. One o'clock in Buffalo, too. It ain't nighttime, you know. Listen, I know I get to sit in the booth, but we also have the windows open in these broadcast booths, all right? So oh, I can be bougie, too. Oh, the windows are open. I'm not going to lie to you folks out there. I had to wear my winter coat in the, in the oh, booth in Baltimore. Oh, God forbid. It a little chilly in there. Wait, wait, I mean, was, you your, know? was your chair dry was or about, was your chair wet? It was about, it was dry. Oh, it was a little busted, though. My I, think they did this, I think they did this to us in, on Baltimore, uh, in Baltimore on purpose. My chair was a little busted, and the uh, the heat wasn't really working in our booth. I think they Man, did that to but, us on but, purpose. Whew, you think they just cut this, it off? It's such a hard they life. Pull out, once a year, they pull out the rickety chairs for the Steelers, for the Steelers people, and they hey, get cut the, ones the heat with off. The duct tape. Get the ones with the duct tape on it. Although I will say this. Jimmy's seafood post game meal from the good folks. Oh, in that's elite. That's so, elite. Absolutely. Got my crab. It cakes. tastes better out there when too. Oh, buddy, yes. does it ever? Two years in a row. Uh-huh. Got my it crab tastes cakes. Way better got my football. Win. Last year, I'll be honest with you though. Uh, I had a, I had the shrimp po' boy after the game last year mm. because I had crab cakes the night before, so I didn't want to double up on back to back. Why not? You like having the same thing for dinner two nights in a row? I like consistency. Yeah, beating the Baltimore Ravens. That's consistent enough for me. I'll take different things for dinner though. I beat the Ravens. I eat crab cakes. Hey, What's wrong I, with that? Okay. Can we also have this conversation? Because we were a little short on shows last week, again, due to the schedule. All right, yes. So we never had this conversation. Yes. Crab cakes. Uh-huh. I like crab cakes. Don't get me wrong. I think they uh-huh. are good. But I also, they're not like my first choice on the list of seafood items, if that makes sense. I like crab cakes. Are you but saying I'm not, as like, like I'm not appetizer? For crab cakes in as an appetizer no, or as like an entree? Like a back-to-back dinner dinner nights. Oh, okay. See, I don't look at crab cakes as like my entree. That's like an appetizer for me. Right, but that's what they're giving us. I mean, when we're leaving, in the you get the two crab yeah. cakes with the potatoes and the green beans. I know you had that post-game meal before. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a combo with something, though, man. Well, you probably grabbed the, the two boxes, though, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, you grabbed one box, so you still a little hungry afterwards. That makes sense. Well, uh, But that's because I also get a chicken parm sandwich on the plate. Yeah, I'm like, bro, I, them crab Crab cakes are appetizer to something else. I get some snacks on the plane, too. I get the yeah. chicken parm sandwich. Yeah. Sometimes the Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But think Nothing about hits it. like those Haagen-Dazs ice cream bars on the Steelers plane after a win, I, I tell might, you folks. But, but you could do a crab cake as appetizer and then still hit that chicken parm as your dinner. 
But I think if you look at it as a dinner, it's like, yo, that's going to always come up light to me. Like, yeah, I'm good on that. It's not even and it's real bougie. Again, like, it's bougie. It's bougie. Okay, like so let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, lobster, or uh, straight up crab or mm-hmm. crab cakes, which would you prefer? Once again, we're talking about... Uh, Entree versus no, I'm appetizer. Saying, I'm just the, the re- taste, just no. the taste in general. Like forget what time of, of day oh, or anything like styles. that. It's two different styles of foods, though. Like one is like a fresh like fish, and one's like crab and bread and okay, that, lobster you know I mean? roll or crab cake. Oh, I do crab. I don't eat lobster rolls like that. Yeah, that ain't really my thing. Sh- shrimp po' boy or crab cake. I don't do po' boys like that. But oh, I w- okay. but I so would okay. do so but I would I do like shrimp cocktail over crab cake if that's what you're trying to okay. get to. I would do scallops over it to Salmon. me. But see, salmon is like an entree to me. Like when I think of my like appetizers. Just, yeah. So appetizers, I'm with you though. It I would get, be, it I would get be what my you're last saying. appetizer. You're looking at crab cakes right. more as an appetizer, so I look, where so, I'm just kind of throwing it in the ring with everything else. So to me, I'm like lobster, lobster bisque, clam chowder, shrimp cocktail, shrimp skin. You know what I mean? Crab like cakes. I think crab cakes is like they're in that category. That makes sense, but they're actually. probably the last one in that category. Even though I still think that they are like. I still think they're good. I do too. But they're I, I not. Be but, clear with that. But I yeah, enjoy yeah. Crab I'm definitely cakes. going scallops, shrimp. I'm going all of that before I, I get like to the crab cakes. I'm going to Baltimore thinking, good I got to get to the crab cakes. I can't cake. wait to get some yeah, crab yeah. cakes. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I'm thinking, We're on the same Lord, page. I can't wait to get some seafood. Yes. And I'm going to have yes. a crab cake or two. Yeah. But yeah. Look at us. We're on yeah. the same page. There. I can't, I'm glad we figured that out. Because I'm like, bro, a crab cake comparing that to like a lobster tail. I'm like, bro, them night and day. Yeah. Even if they're the same size, I'm like, those are two totally different. Yeah. And like crab, I'm like, man, crab legs. Like, come on, baby. You can have a legit crab leg dinner. I love crab legs. Come on. I bro. know they're much more work than just getting the crab cake. They but are. I think but, it's but worth But I the heard payoff. you eat at them bougie places where they like break the shell for you. You say, like, can you just show that? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, anything for you, Mr. Euler. My pleasure. And I ain't talking Chick fil A either. You want the uh, you want the you want the honest truth about what I did <laughs> Friday night for dinner? Actually, let, let, let me hear, Mister Bougie. I know you did something fine. Didn't get seafood. Would you? What'd I, you I, did, I did the bad thing. I know. What'd you, do? What'd you do? Seafood. Where'd you at? What if I told you what I had for dinner Friday night? <gasps> Was well, I went, I went, I went and got pints out of black stuff. Oh, the Guinness. Oh, you got the little Guinness in you. All right. And I had ten chicken wings. You had ten of the chicken wings. Oh, and a steak quesadilla. Oh man, the steak quesadilla! I love it, love it, love it. Love it was love it. really good. That's it wasn't fire. seafood, but it was really good. That's an elite selection. Listen, if you think I'm in Baltimore, where they have the freshest pints of Guinness outside of Dublin, this is true. Well, I don't know about that. There might be some other areas, like in Ireland. It and sounds they, better though. It sounds the better. Freshest sounds better. pints of Guinness in the United States. All of North they America. They bring them right from the Dublin brewery every That's single week. That's what they week. do. You see it. I'm actually like not kidding with that. No, they, I'm serious. They right? bring their kegs in every right. single Come week. Come on, you know from, I'm part Irish, Dublin. man. You know I got Irish people over there, man. Come on, man. And, uh, yeah, so as much as the seafood was tempting, I got my fix on Saturday. I got my Guinness fix on Friday. Because, you know, with the 4.30 kickoff on Saturday, I got to sleep in a little bit, too. Hey, I didn't have to be up I at 7 o'clock in the morning to get to the stadium. I tell you what, that was the thing that had me the most excited. I was like, oh, it feels good to just So I said, you oh, know what? I'm going to have a couple pints of the dark stuff tonight, and then I'll sleep in a little bit tomorrow because I got no children to wake me up. And I got no early phone call for the football. Hey, Wallace wants to know on Twitter. What'd you get? What's your favorite Bach piece? Man. See, I like how we say pieces, too. No, that's what it is, Like, though, you know man. how in soccer they say the pitch? We always, yeah. I like the pitch. Yeah, I so, like how it's, I like, what, what hey, piece hey, look, is your if favorite? We, if we're going to be full transparent, I actually don't remember names of the songs. Because if like you notice that, with though. the songs, though, the names are not like regular names. Well, there's not a lot yes. of words and stuff in there uh, uh, that you can it's, cling it's, on it's, to. It's like, uh... Wallace likes the Bradenburg Concerto number three in G major. See what I'm just saying? 
that's not something that, that you memorize like off the top of your head, bro. My dad. Do you think you memorize off the top of your head? No. That's what I'm saying, bro. Not unless you're Wallace right. or my pops. You see what I mean? Yeah. If it's playing though, I can be like, yo, I know that one right there. I know that one right there. I can help. But yeah, definitely not the names of, bro. I'm with so you. So that's the only thing. I was gonna throw that out there on the front end, man. Uh, Wallace says I also like Beethoven's Ode to Joy, especially since it's in Die Hard. Ooh, no, big facts on that. And Beethoven's obviously a classic too, man. You can never go wrong with Beethoven, Bach. I know like Beethoven's seventh, dudes. you know. So, look, look, look. so who's the difference between the 7th versus the 6th time? No clue, but Ex- I know what, what the 7th is. Like, that's my whole thing. Here's I'm like, thing. bro, hey. If Beethoven's 6th symphony walked past me on the street, I wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> I don't know, bro. But the 7th, I would. I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I know you. Yes, yeah. I know you. That's my whole thing, bro. So I'm like, I've heard it. I love them. But in terms of knowing the difference of the day, I would literally have to write it down. Like, And that's my other thing because I obviously like to listen to a lot of like Latin music. Salsa, Spanish, Bad Rumba. Bunny. No, he's more of like you know rap with it. I'm talking like like all thing like Congos and. I was just trying to throw you off a little Willie Cologne type. You know what I mean? Yeah, you ask me some of them names. I'm like, bro, I don't know the names. I don't speak it like that. Just dig it, but I dig it. I even know some of the words they singing. And I don't know what I be singing. You gotta go to the Rams. You gotta go to the Rams game then because they got because the mariachi. Mariachi. They got yeah. the mariachi house band yeah, out there man. in L. A. That was one of my favorite road game features this season. We will eventually have the. Uh, away food power rankings again when the Ooh, season ends. Ooh, I like your energy. So, I mean, what? You'll get that from me uh, mid-February oh, we ain't after no I rush. go back to Come Vegas. On now. I mean, we're going to go back to Baltimore a second mm-hmm. time next weekend, then we'll go back to Vegas for the Super Bowl. This is what we do. And then the week after the Super Bowl, we'll be celebrating and all that. So it'll probably be the week after the week after before we get to the food power rankings. But eventually, I'll break it all down for you. We will uh, get to your tweets as we roll along here. We've had our say for about the first 90 minutes of the show today. we got a bunch of tweets to get to, comments, concerns, reactions, questions. You know where to get us if you want to get involved. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Well, well, well. Guess what, folks? It's happened again. Big time Arthur Motes is off to do Steelers TV, and I got to do the last 20 minutes of the show by myself. I tell you what, he's lucky that I'm a jabberjaw, blabbermouth, it just is always funny. It cracks me up. I love it. He always makes the jokes that I'm the big timer here on the show. But we all know who's got the face for radio. Euler. And who's got the million-dollar smile for TV. Arthur Nathan Motes III. So, with that being said, why don't we just lean into this? We got a bunch of tweets here. And uh, let's get to them as we uh, close down the show. Lexi tweets and says laundry Monday is so much better listening to Wes Euler and Arthur Motes during a playoff week victory Monday yes indeed victory! it's been a while since we've had a victory Monday because of back-to-back holidays New Year's and Christmas and then some of the Mike Tomlin press conferences being moved to Mondays and we don't have shows on those days because of the programming with it with the games being on Saturdays his press conference getting moved up a day it's been too long since we've been able to hit that Johnny Drama sounder. So I enjoy, and you know what, Lexi? It's funny you say that. I need to do laundry day either today or tomorrow because, you know, it's uh, this weekend I'm going to be on the road again, obviously. Wednesday is my wife's birthday, so Wednesday is going to be a hectic day, and her and I are got plans for the evening. 
And then later on in the week, you start to get busy, right? So I got to do laundry day today or tomorrow, just get it out of the way, get packed up, get ready to go for a weekend up in Buffalo, not procrastinate for once in my life. I can't decide if I want to do it today or tomorrow. Probably put it off tomorrow. Oh, no, I just procrastinated again. Brian tweets and says, Maserati Mason will drive us to the promised land. (laughs) Maserati Mason. My Maserati does 185. It's a Joe Walsh reference. Steelhead702 tweets, what's up, cousins? Like I always say, in Najee I trust, and we'll continue that throughout the playoffs. The Bills are not ready for what's coming. Yeah, Steelhead is Najee's biggest fan, and I tell you what, what a – We've talked a little bit about Mike Tomlin. We've talked a little bit about Mason Rudolph, some of the uh, just areas of this team that have been kind of maligned throughout the season or, you know, in Mason's case, when we last saw him, albeit a few years ago. Um, I tell you what, Najee Harris, another one too. A lot of questions asked about that guy, but man, was was he really crucial down the stretch and uh, three straight seasons of over 1,000 rushing yards. First Steeler running back ever to do that. Uh, when you consider the Hall of Famers and the All-Pros and the litany of stars that the Steelers have had at that position, that's pretty darn impressive, too. Ricky tweets and says, Good afternoon, family. May I please get a victory? Victory! The last time we played the Bills in the snow, Lev Bell went off, so the running game has to keep on humming, give us the best chance of winning. Yeah, that was a fun one, Ricky. I Again, there, it says one to three inches of snow for Buffalo. It's only Monday. Things could change. It could certainly get worse. Hey, maybe <laughs> it'll get better. <laughs> yeah, no chance. Um, but I don't think it's going to be quite that Lev Bell game. But, you know, shades of that wouldn't be the worst thing either. Because we all know how that one turned out. Angry Bike Lane tweets us and says, that game seemed like a throwback to earlier in the season. Was it all because of the weather? Or do you think Tomlin throttled back on the offense in order to limit mistakes and keep it close in the fourth? I think that was the only way you could have played. I mean, even... Let's go hypothetical here and say that the Ravens would have needed to win that game as well, too, and Lamar Jackson would have played and Odell Beckham Jr. would have played. You know, the the full Ravens roster, full Ravens offense for the sake of this conversation would have been out there. I think we would have seen Baltimore play a similar way. It's just, guys, I'm telling you, I know the weather can be exaggerated a lot of times. This was not that. It was... From a rain perspective, some of the worst I've ever seen at a football game in my life. And you guys know, I mean, I've been working in the NFL now, what, since 2016 was when I started with the Eagles. So for, you know, for close to a decade, eight, nine years here, I've been I've been working in the NFL. Uh, and I've been WVU season tickets and going to Mountaineer games since I was seven. Steelers games growing up, you know, uh, one game a year, things like that. I, I've never, very rarely have I seen rain like there was in Baltimore. It was brutal. So even the best offenses in the National Football League, like the Baltimore Ravens, I think would have had to operate that way. And what was, was it like some, was there like eight fumbles, I think, combined between the two teams? That wasn't just coincidence. It was, it was brutal, man. But also angry bike lane. That's part of just how, like that style, style suits how the Steelers want to play too. They want to fight you in the alleyway. Let's turn this into a rock fight in the alley, and we're going to out-physical you. And so maybe inclement weather going forward, continuing isn't the worst thing for this team's chances either. Robert tweets and says, we couldn't see how bad the weather was because they didn't like wipe the camera lenses. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That's like that's another thing, too. You saw how, how much ESPN struggled to get clean cameras all night. That 
is probably the best way to tell the story. That wind wasn't, or that rain wasn't just coming down. It was coming down. It was coming up. It was left. It was right. It was here. It was there. It was everywhere. It was north, south, west, and east. And yeah, I can only imagine just how much of a nightmare it was for that broadcast team. Because again, I I know people exaggerate things like this often, but I promise you, it was for someone who's been fortunate enough to be at a lot of football games personally and through my my profession. Uh, it's it's on the short list of of just heaviest rain uh, that I've ever seen. Me tweets. Me. Says, gents, please hit me with three victory sound bites. Victory! Victory! Pause for dramatic effect. Victory! Three thoughts, questions, comments, concerns from me as always. Number one, doom, gloom, drama, dissension of Steeler Nation aside. This is a successful season. Coach T, a coach of the year candidate now. Um... See, I don't know, me. I would say uh, if they win a playoff game, I think it's definitely a successful season. Any year that you get into the playoffs is a is a good year. I think to really take a step forward, though, you got to feel like you win a playoff game, which would be the first time you've done that in seven years. It would be the first time you've done that post-Ben Roethlisberger. First time you've done that post-Kevin Colbert. You know, new a lot of, lot of new regime. Yes, Mike Tomlin is the head coach and kind of the central player in all of that, obviously, and he huh, has been here for a very long time. But new GM, new quarterback, a lot of new power players, big decision makers within the organization. It's definitely a successful season if you get a playoff victory. I don't know if Coach T is a Coach of the Year candidate now because, man, there's, you know, Stefanski, the Browns did finish ahead of the Steelers and did so, you know, losing their quarterback, losing their running back, losing both of their tackles, having some crazy injuries as well. Uh, And I think D'Amico Ryans, the Houston Texans, winning that division from where they've been with a rookie quarterback is crazy impressive. When in doubt, maybe go with the guys that win the divisions. Tough for Coach T, but certainly, um, I mean, heck, a double-digit win season for him. He, uh just continues to to do what he's been doing. Number two from me is, what was for breakfast today? Two pieces of toast, me, one with butter, one with peanut butter. Third and final question from me, Cuban sandwich, yay or nay? Yay. Uh, like, wouldn't be top five on my list, but would, I think, definitely be in the top ten, probably in, like, the eight to ten range. But, yes, I enjoy a good Cuban sandwich. I know I've said this before, but I'll say it again. When we were in Tampa Bay for the preseason, myself, Mike Pursuta, and our, our Steelers uh, Radio Network producer, Dan Quinlan, the three of us went out to lunch at this Cuban restaurant in Tampa, and it was the best Cuban sandwich I've ever had in my life. It was phenomenal. It was so good. If I could have that Cuban sandwich like once a week for the rest of my life, sign me up. Steeler rocker, our buddy Jay in New Hampshire, tweets, because of the Titans connection, I was wearing my autographed Bud Dupree jersey when I was watching the game. Hella energy in my Najee voice. Can I get a who ride? Who ride? There you go. Bud Dupree. I like it. Titans connection. I'm feeling it. I've told you guys before on this show, too. I've got family in Nashville who like the Titans, but they're Steelers fans. But, you know, they pull for the Titans uh, when they're not playing the Steelers and when it's convenient. So they were all cracking me up. They were sending me, like, Photoshopped logos of the Steelers logo inside of the Titans flame logo. I'm sure you saw a lot of those as well, too. It was pretty funny. I know everybody saw a couple Steelers fans at the game. No, that actually wasn't my 
aunt and uncle and my cousins who live in Tennessee, surprisingly enough, although I thought it was at first. Uh, but yeah, shout out to the Titans. Big ups to Tennessee for extending this season and, uh, you know, giving us some excitement and another game, another week to fight for, another uh, week where Moats and I don't have to work hard for content and it gets just gets dropped right into our lap. That is always appreciated as well. All right, more tweets to get to. I'll close down with those when we return on the other side. Last break of the show, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment of the show. You guys know what that means. We continue. We close it down with your questions, your comments, your concerns, your reactions here on a Victory Monday. We don't have to see Andy Reid. We don't have to be out in that frigid weather in Kansas City next weekend. Almost close, but no cigar. But Andy, can you still spare a second? Time's yours. All right, thanks, buddy. We'll see you in the AFC Championship game. All right, bunch of tweets to get to here still. I'm going to uh, roll through as many of these as I can, see if we can get all Yin's guys and gals in here on a victory Monday. Rudy tweets and says, I'm just happy to make the playoffs and quite hopefully feel good about going on a run. Must be nights for Moats. Win-win for him. Yeah, you guys know Moats. We're... We're in here before the show starts today, and he's like, hey, it's a, this is a good scenario for me. I'm like, no, listen, we, we, you guys got to do me a favor on the show the rest of the week, all right? You can't let Moats get away with that, all right? He had the most success of his career in Pittsburgh. He decided to live and raise his family in Pittsburgh. He still works with the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. All right? It ain't a win-win for Arthur Motes. He doesn't get to sit on that fence, or he has to profess to all of us that he's rooting for Buffalo. All right? We're holding his feet to the fire. One town, one team. All right? You don't get two teams. This isn't your grandpa back in the day. I got an NL team and an AL team that I like because they used to be separated and there wasn't interleague play. This isn't some of you college fans who are, oh, I like uh, I like Notre Dame football, but I like Duke basketball. Get out of here. Oh, I like I like Penn State football, but I like Pitt basketball. Get out of here. One town, one team. Ain't no win-win. Pick your team and ride with them. Asen tweets us and says, if we go to the Super Bowl, do you get to be in the press box, and would that be a highlight of your career? Uh, yes, technically I would be in the broadcast booth, not the press box. Same church, different pew. They're usually right next to each other. But, yes, I would, and, yes, absolutely uh, that would be a highlight of my career. I got to work a Super Bowl when I was working around the Eagles in Philadelphia, uh, but I was not at the Super Bowl, if that makes sense. I got to do some Radio Rose stuff, but I was back in Philly by the time the game happened because I had to work the broadcast from our studios. So that was a lot of fun in my career. Uh, I had a couple really memorable moments. Like, we you know, we won a championship um, when I was with the, te- with the hockey team in Youngstown. That was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, without a doubt, working a Super Bowl with the Steelers, with the team I grew up rooting for, being there in the press box with the legend Billy Hillgrove and Wolf and everybody would certainly be, uh, if not at the top of my list of career highlights. I mean, yeah, it probably, I mean, I'm thinking off the top of my head, but I, that would, that would be number one. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Jason tweets 
and says, in spite of all the controversy and doubt uh, that plagued the Steelers just one month ago, I feel like the Steelers are playing their best ball so far. This is the right time of the season to be doing that. Jason, I completely agree. Uh, Offense has been their best without a doubt. Um, The loss of TJ really stings, but other than that, you might, you know, you're getting some pieces back at the right time. This is certainly as well that they've played at any point this season and absolutely is on offense. Vince in the UK. Vince, what up, dude? Welcome to the party. A great show today. So with our two bulls in the backfield, would snow, ice, rain, and wind uh, be to our benefit? You could certainly argue that. I think it would be better for the Steelers than the Bills. Yes, the Bills can run the ball. They're running the ball better now than they have in a while uh, with Cook in the backfield. And we know that Josh Allen, great arm talent, Stephon Diggs, uh, Gabe Davis, a lot of talent on that team. Dawson Knox through the air. Um, but, yeah, I do think it would be to the Steelers' benefit. It wouldn't completely derail the Bills, but it would. I think would would the Steelers would prefer it more to Buffalo. Jeff says, what has to happen for the Steelers to win uh, at least two-plus turnovers and 175 yards rushing, playing keep, keep away. If this happens, I like our chances. What say you? That's about the right script. Uh, you would like to be plus two or more in the turnover department. Certainly plus one, but I think plus two or more would really make a difference. 175 yards rushing on the ground, I would take that. I think you certainly got to be over 140, 150, 175, though. No doubt. Uh, Yeah, take care of the football. If this happens, I do like the Steelers' chances. That's what gives them a chance, right, Jeff? Like, they have to play that way. I don't think Buffalo is some unstoppable, immovable object. Um, but I also think they are a better team than the Steelers. But they, the way that they play plays into the Steelers' hands. The Steelers like to take care of the football and have those splash plays, and Baltimore is, or Baltimore, <laughs> Buffalo is real loosey-goosey with the football. And that plays into the Steelers' hands. Make no mistake about it this week. You know they're drilling into Josh Allen's head. Dude, you cannot turn the ball over like you have been, like you did this weekend against the, uh, Miami, because this is not the team to do that against. Steel City GF tweets and says three straight games over 100 quarterback rating. Just set the Steelers record for completions uh, percentage in the middle of a tsunami and has three passing touchdowns. Uh, Let's see. It has uh, three passing touchdowns uh, and over 60-plus years in three games. The only team that has more is the Dolphins with 17 games and with Tyreek Hill. Wait, I don't know what you're getting with the last second there. But the first part's about Mason Rudolph. I know that. All right. Three straight games, over 100 quarterback rating, one of them in a downpour. The passing touchdowns. I don't know what Tyreek Hill has to do with Mason Rudolph. Maybe I'm reading that wrong. Uh, but you're right. There is no debate. Steel City GF says, what's the debate even about? There is none. It's Mason who should be under center. And it's Mason who will be under center. And he tweets and says, uh, I thought we were done after the Colts game. I'm delighted to be wrong. The human spirit and will is a wonderful thing. I would also like to extend a warm welcome back to who all jumped, who all who jumped off the Coach T and Najee bandwagon. Hey, listen, I understand. Those of you who were critical, those of you who were down on this team or certain players or the head coach, whatever. Like after three straight losses at seven and seven, feeling like the season was slipping away. You weren't supposed to be happy and overjoyed. Like I understand the frustration. That's part of being a fan. That's also, though, why the real decision makers, the majority of the time, don't listen to fans because we are emotional. And yeah, I know I'm, I'm air quotes, media, right? Um, 
but that's why I got into like I'm not a reporter. I'm not a I'm not a non-biased. I'm not an objective reporter who has a duty in that regard. I host a radio show. Ain't nobody turning to me for the news. You're listening to me to be entertained, to get some thoughts, hopefully a laugh or two, right? There is yeah, I'm media, but there's a big difference between I'm what I'm doing and what, you know, real journalists are doing. I am a fan too. I want the Steelers to win every game they every game they play. Makes my job more fun and they are my Favorite professional football team. I mean, it's the city that I grew up in, the team I grew up rooting for. But even I was frustrated at 7-7 and because I wanted to go to the playoffs this year. You know, this is my second year traveling with the team. Didn't make it last year. I want to go work a postseason game, baby. And dang it, we're going to get to do it Sunday 1 o'clock in Buffalo. A couple more here real quick. Big Ron tweets, can I get a victory? Victory! Uh, realistically, do you give the Steelers a chance this weekend? Also, what's your favorite NFL city to visit other than Indy? I do love Indy. I'd have to think. I, the way I talk about Indy, I understand why it's my favorite to visit. I don't know, man. Big Ron, honestly, it depends on the time of year. Because, like, this time of year, it would be Miami or L.A., right? Or, like, Dallas or Houston or New Orleans, somewhere where it's warm. Uh, I do love. I do love a trip to Indy, though. I, honestly, I like I like most of the trips. I don't love Buffalo. <laughs> I don't love some of the Northeast. Like, I don't love Boston. I don't love Buffalo. Cincinnati's okay. Don't love Cleveland. I do like Baltimore. The Inner Harbor's really cool. I, I enjoyed going to Atlanta. I enjoyed Vegas this year. I enjoyed Houston this year. L.A. was fun. I love Indy. Loved Seattle. Had a great time in Seattle. I'm not a hard man to please, Big Ron. I think, again, my next NFL city that I would like, I would love to do a game in New Orleans or San Francisco because I haven't really spent time in those places. I would like to do it. That's the better. The next one that I'm dying to visit is San Francisco or New Orleans, and the Steelers aren't going to play in either of those places next year. David tweets and says, tough draw in Buffalo, but Allen has been a turnover machine this year. Another two picks yesterday. 26 carries Saturday, 27 this last week. That's how to use the big back and Najee feed the beast. Spot on, David. Spot on. Uh, Steeler Nation, our buddy Tyler up in Wisconsin. Says, you know, I'm running with Clark Kent, a.k.a. number two, Super Mason, the Christmas-saving reindeer player of the game, Eric Rowe. He really stepped up in a big way. Let me get a who ride and a three-times victory. Who Victory! 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 Man, like that victory button today. I love it. All right, I really got to go. Let me do uh, one, more, one more refresh here. Jacob says, hold moats accountable. No love for those bills. Uh, Bill says, shout out AFC North, three teams in the playoffs, the gauntlet that is our division, one time for the culture. Um, and yeah, you know what, Bill, too? The the, the uh, Bengals finished in eighth place. So they were the first team out. I tell you what. Corey tweets and says, I have a group of friends that are Buffalo fans. They've purchased a terrible towel to mock the team. They never learn. Hey, just let them do it, Corey. Just let them do it. DJ tweets, odds of Kenny starting over Mason. Very... Point one percent. Never, in the words of Mike Tomlin from last year, never say never, but never. Rod Dalla tweets and says, "You know, we actually won the AFC North." I get what you're saying, Rod, with the five and one record. I don't really care about winning the. I mean, listen, you want to win the division. That's the first step to the postseason in success and things like that. In, in any sport, you always want to win your division. That's the first goal. But we're, I, don't, I don't give a rip about Baltimore who win the division. B- Browns finished higher than the Steelers. Steelers had the best division record. I don't give a rip about any of that anymore. Now we're in the playoffs. Throw them record books out the window. Just win, baby.
CC Ryder, last word of the day. This is a good one. Gets me out of here. My ego feeling right. CC says, Wes, you are the real of the reals. Thanks for always entertaining us. No scared money, baby. Let it ride. Scared money don't make no money, cousins. That'll do it for me today. Thanks to Motsi. Thanks to Chris Carter. Thanks to all the yins on the tweets. You know I always appreciate the H-E double hockey sticks out of yous. Take care now. Bye-bye then. No show tomorrow. Mike Tomlin Press Conference will be back on Wednesday on your 24-7. Home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.